Hi leaders, this is Dr. Dorothy Seabrook. Welcome to Real Talk, Leader Culture with Dr. D. I'm coming to you as your host and leadership coach and mentor. As a CEO and senior consultant of Seabrook and Associates, LLC, I wanted to share that we offer coaching and mentoring partnerships, training and education, and strategic organizational assessment and planning. Well, I speak all things resilience. And my superpower, it's empowering others. We bring you the Real Talk Leader Culture with Dr. D podcast because we want to help new and emerging leaders develop the skills needed to lead while unpacking leadership principles. During this podcast, I'm going to be offering you tips, lessons learned, and best practices to help you build, grow, and maintain effective leadership skills. You've already taken the first step in your commitment to reducing toxicity and dysfunction in the workplace. I hope that we have the opportunity to connect so we can discuss it further. You'll find my contact information below the podcast description, as well as any links to other training and events hosted by Seabrook & Associates. We're coming off of our first conference on a cruise ship. That's right. Our conference was called Empowering Leaders. Inspire, communicate, and empower. And we had a great time. I hope that the sessions that were taught imparted some type of wisdom to the attendees who were participating. So, but back to our podcast. This week in episode 21, our, it's titled, entitled Embracing Change. In this podcast, I want to offer you my perspective on how change can be a pathway to growth, growth. And I want you to make sure you have something to write with because I want you to jot down your perspective. And that's as a contrast or confirmation of my position about embracing change that I'm going to be discussing during this episode. So you ready? Let's go. All right, leaders, before we even get started, I want to ask, what kind of leader are you when it comes to change? Are you the kind that celebrates change as an opportunity to not become stagnant by doing the same things the same way? Or are you the kind of leader that throws a fit every time something new is introduced? Organizations are looking for leaders who are adaptable and flexible and can serve as a change agent. Leaders can't be expected to inspire and motivate their teams without them growing themselves. And growth can only come with change. There is no way you can expect to work for an organization for years without any change in either the mission, the team members, or the leadership. Leaders have to embrace change while they remain abreast of all the new and current laws and policies, as well as the procedures that might change how the team operates. But how might a leader know what's acceptable? 
how would a leader acquire new skills or develop new relationships to stay ahead, to be efficient, and to be resilient? How might a leader shift or pivot to welcome a new team member? Or maybe they're going to have to learn a new program or use new equipment but they still need to maintain a high functioning team. All of that change is gonna be going, uh, is gonna be taking place at the same time. Because one thing is certain, is that change is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be considered difficult, nor does it have to be overwhelming for the leader. I would say that change is most closely related to a leader's perspective and attitude on whether they embrace it or whether it becomes a problem. You see, if a leader is stuck in the past or only want to do things a certain way, they're going to be stuck and not be able to move forward. That also means that their team is going to be affected. If they're not willing to accept uh, new conditions of their environment, like new technology or a change in how you do business or the overall goal or mission, they're probably going to fail. See, without being willing to adjust, it means that you have an entrenched way of thinking or mentality, meaning you're stuck in your ways. You would be considered inflexible and lacking vision as a leader. See, several researchers and leaders in the field of leadership have identified over 18 character traits that most organizations seek in a leader. I wanna just mention four. So one, stability. Stability gives leaders the opportunity to exercise control and those leaders are able to self-regulate They can tolerate frustration and stress without making everyone around them stressed out. They can cope with a changing environment without mentally or emotionally falling apart or them lashing out. You've all seen what that looks like when a leader can't control their environment, so they make a mess of the environment around them. Remember that old adage, never let them see you sweat? See, when something like this, like change, comes upon a leader, that's clearly one of the times where you want to maintain and be stable in your emotions and how you think about things. So the next um, trait is adaptability. That means you remain flexible as an environment changes and you remain ready to pivot when necessary. See, because if you're not flexible, you're probably going to break, break something. You're going to break a confidence. You're going to break, you're going to break uh, the mission. You're going to not communicate effectively. You have to be adaptable. And let's say you don't get all the information that you need to make a necessary change. Well, that leaves you open to ask questions for clarity. There is never a one and done or all and done. Be adaptable, stay flexible, be willing to shift or pivot. One of the next terms is change management. 
Leaders can manage necessary changes and then they adapt their plans, like a strategic plan, to create pathways for future operations. If you are not adaptable, if you're not willing to manage change, change will manage you. But it means that you won't have any forward growth. You'll probably be stuck and start spiraling. So think about how change management might or how it might look in your environment when it's, there's a need to change. The next is positivity. Can you be positive as a leader when you're relaying a change to your team? Are you able to be positive to continue to motivate them to reach the new goals? Effective leaders help their teams to see things positively and encourage them. They also know how to put a positive spin on a negative situation and see the bright side of it. It doesn't mean that they lie. It only means that they find the good and dwell on that instead of the stuff that's negative. Where do you fall as far as your thoughts, behaviors, or attitudes? Do you embrace change? Or do you chew on titanium nails every time you have to shift? Think about those questions and we'll be right back with some questions for clarity. Okay, leaders, I want to ask you a few questions about your views and share some of mine. I wonder if the, there's going to be areas where we're similar or where we differ in how we see things. So, quick question. Does just thinking about something changing cause you to break out in hives or perspire? Or do you do a happy dance? See, for me, I embrace the chance to change. It's a mental happy dance because I know that change will give me a new perspective or offer new skills or opportunities for growth. And then I won't be stuck in the mundane. Now, there's times when change for just change's sake, and that makes me kind of angry because sometimes you'll get a new leader and they did it a different way where they came from. Most of the time, they aren't even familiar with the current culture or climate or the current operations to propose a change. See, that's one of the reasons that most leaders arrive, arriving for a new assignment should give themselves themselves and the team and some time to just observe what's going on before making changes. There's nothing wrong with asking a few questions specific, specifically before making a suggestion. Now, of course, there, unless there's a threat to life, health, or safety, or maybe somebody might be going to jail or something like that, but that's actually real talk. So more about that later. Okay, next question. Do you walk around like somebody stole your bike because you have to learn something new? 
or if a project is coming to an end, wouldn't it be better to just celebrate that and then take the time to recognize who made a contribution to the effort if a project is coming to an end? Say good written, saranara, on to something new. What about if you had to learn some new equipment or new software? Just start identifying the team member who will be the best new trainer for the rest of the team. Let them go and learn about the new equipment. They can come back and back brief you. And then set up a training schedule for them to train the rest of the team. They become the train the trainer. See, that'll give you the chance to look at performance, see who has excelled, who's earned additional responsibility or expressed an interest in assuming more responsibility. See, if you're able to do that, instead of seeing change as negative, your team might even see you as a visionary instead of a roadblock. Trust and believe your team should be embracing change if that's how you have demonstrated that growth occurs. But they could be also stuck if you have modeled that being stuck is the status quo. So next question, what are you afraid of about change? Is it the something new that causes you to drag your feet? Do you maybe lack confidence in some of your abilities, especially if those abilities is what's being tested? Are you afraid you won't be able to humble yourself to admit that you don't know something? See, when change presents itself, I become its cheerleader, minus the pom-poms, of course. Eh, It depends on the day. But I need to know that I am helping the team to see what it might look like when change occurs. I want to be the visionary to help them see it. When they can see themselves reaching the new goal, they're more apt to embrace change. Whatever it is, as long as it's not just change for change's sake. All right, last question. If I were to ask your team, whether they considered you adaptable, flexible, or positive about change, what would they say? I would hope my team says that I'm all of that. Now, is there a time when I'm resisting to change? Yep, when it doesn't make sense. But I will still try to ask the questions for clarity to better understand the why. But I have to realize I don't always get to make all the decisions about what needs to change, not even in my own small business. My customers' needs dictate when I need to shift or offer different services or maybe in a different way. I try not to get stuck on stupid and act like I'm the only one that knows what's right or what's going on. And I definitely don't drag my feet hoping the need for change blows over. I want to be proactive as often as I can so I don't get caught up in the ebb and flow of uncertainty. When you embrace change, you have the power to control how much stress 
and uncertainty can weave its way into the situation. Does that make sense? Now, how did your responses match mine or my perspective? Are we alike or different? If we're different, how far apart are we? Does it depend on the topic? So many effective and resilient leaders, well, we all look different, but we all usually tend to embrace change and consider it a growth opportunity. But then there's other leaders. Now, I don't have any judgment about other leaders who don't embrace change, but I would say that it would be time to assess and identify areas where there's an opportunity to excel or grow. And we'll get to some of that in Real Talk. And that's coming up next. All right, leaders, here's some Real Talk. I want to offer a scenario about something that recently happened so that I can drive this point home to you about embracing change. So recently, as I shared at the beginning of this podcast, we were on a conference uh, aboard a cruise. And from the very beginning of the cruise, or at least boarding the ship, where we had extra bags with conference materials. We went to the location that was identified as our hospitality table. And what happened? Nothing was set up for us. And one of the, our elite travel coordinator had to talk to the event planners on the ship. So that took a little doing. So in the meantime, myself and another um, staff member of our conference, we started putting things together, trying to contact people to help us out and to get things together so we would be ready for when our conference attendees and also the cruise um, crew, as we called them, were going to come and pick up their small gift. Well, then the event planner came and uh, our travel coordinator was able to get what we needed done, except when they brought the, um, the tables, they put it in a different location than had been identified on the contract. So what happened to make a long story short, we improvised. We decided that we would call the people who were our host and presenters and had invited people on our to our conference and on the trip to cruise to pick up the things that they needed so that we could be ready for our welcome that happened an hour later okay that was day one of change now here comes day two we were in a session where we had started, we they told us the location we were going to um, be presenting out of. We showed up, everyone came, we started our session and what happened? The event coordinator on the ship came and shared, hey, you're gonna have to move. This space is already identified for another uh, session. Well, they interrupted the person who was speaking 
But the fact of the matter is we had to move. So everyone went about the work of putting things together, clearing the space, moving to our new location. And what happened? They started putting, uh, they started right back on their session. And then the next presenter was able to deliver their session. Now we could have argued, we could have stalled, we could have demanded that they allow us to stay, but we didn't. What we did was we adapted, we became flexible, and then it became a part of the lesson. So I don't know if that was because it was our military background and training of the event coordinator or myself who was the conference coordinator, but we knew that training had to go on, that we needed to adapt, we needed to remain flexible, and we needed to be considering the experience of our conference attendees more than our need to be right. We were able to adapt, not because we wanted to, but because we had to. And it's because we had to model what that would look like. Could you imagine if we started screaming at the top of our lungs how our attendees would have looked at us? Then the first thing they probably would have thought is, these folks can't teach me anything. And not only that, we were transparent with them about what happened. We needed them to know that there was a breakdown in communication, a lack of coordination, not on our travel coordinator's part, not on my part as the conference coordinator, not even on the event planner's part. There was a disconnect because of the system that's used for the land crew to talk to the sea crew. But we had to learn that as we were going along. So what happened to us? What happened based on that change? Well, did some of our presentation get thrown off? Yeah, probably a little. But then every day that we were there on that ship, we were open to any change, any adaptability, anything that we needed to be flexible about. And so did our attendees. You know, there was a time when I came into the room and I was going to give an announcement and someone said, are we going to have to be adaptable again? I thought that was very rich. I thought it was where they had made light of the change that they had to experience. But what it was is that we then, I realized we modeled flexibility, adaptability, and embracing change. Had we not done that, that statement would have landed differently. We could have been offended by it, but we didn't, we weren't, and they didn't mean it that way. They also wanted to demonstrate that they could positively embrace change and they were flexible and they were gonna go with the flow. I think that's profound. And that's one of the greatest lessons that we could have delivered and they could have received during that conference cruise.
Oh, we learned a lot of lessons on that cruise. And I hope you'll be available to experience that with us when we do an Empowering Leaders Conference aboard another cruise ship in 2023. But there's more to follow about that. Because right now, and I want to share with you the takeaway, as I shared in the wisdom nugget for this week, change is inevitable, so you may as well embrace it. Whether it's your work environment, members of your team, or your experience as a leader, remember positive change will allow you to grow. Sometimes negative change also forces you to grow. So however the change comes, whether it's in of any, whatever form it comes in, you can be tested, stretched, challenged, forced to adapt and be flexible. Know that it is breeding growth. So I want you to be the leader. Your team is depending on you. Thank you again for listening to Real Talk, Leader Culture with Dr. D. I hope this episode added value to your leadership journey. Please leave me a message on Facebook or Instagram about this podcast. I would love to receive your feedback. If you want to be included in the exclusive leader group and receive your weekly dose of wisdom nuggets, all you have to do is text Dr. D, that's D-R-D-E-E in all caps, to 66866. You can get in touch with me on social media by um, DMing me on Instagram at leaderculture underscore with Dr. D or drop the word leader to get connected. Also, I am at Leader Culture with Dr. D on Facebook. Remember to set your alarm to listen to our weekly stream of Real Talk, Leader Culture with Dr. D podcast each Friday, streaming at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be bringing back our live Q&A sessions in September. Be listening for the dates. This is your host, Dr. Dorothy Seabrook, a.k.a. Dr. D, your leadership coach and mentor, offering Real Talk. Remember, I build leaders and my superpower is empowering others. Until next time, leader culture, more than a mindset. It's a movement.